freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 229 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Speaking with Giants, and our guest is John Crump. John is a firearm investigative journalist for Ammo Land News. Federal plaintiffs have used John's research in their firearms cases, and news media around the country widely cited his research into some powerful examples of failures of the gun control agenda. He is also a Second Amendment advocate and serves as the Virginia State Director for Gun Owners America, the shirt you see him wearing. And John has just authored a book titled Speaking with Giants, Interviews from Ammo Land to raise money to help his nine-year-old niece, Bella, to fight brain cancer. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So what an amazing thing to write a book to help your niece and her family during what has to be a terrifying and uncertain time. And your niece is, is only nine years old. Tell us about this diagnosis. Yeah, she was suffering from what they thought was migraines for a couple of weeks. Um, she, and she was went to the hospital. They sent her home with some medication to help with the migraines. It didn't get any better. It actually got worse. So they brought her back to the hospital and at that point, they did an MRI, and in the MRI, they found a, a three-centimeter tumor mm. on her brainstem, which is quite large. Mm. It turns out it was, it's a cancer called DIPG, which is a extremely aggressive form of childhood brain cancer, and she has the most aggressive form of that aggressive cancer. It's uh, not a good diagnosis by any means, but she is a fighter and she is fighting. Right now, I wrote the book because medical bills are just insane. Right now, her medical bills are around $200,000 and they're only a month into this. Oh. So they're gonna need any help that they can get because it's a catastrophic event in their lives. Oh, I, I just, I can't imagine because, the, all right, already everybody's dealing with what everybody's dealing with, right? The COVID mess, we're sitting in the studio on Monday, July 13th of 2020. We've got the COVID mess. We've got all of the uh, civil and political unrest. We've got demonstrations, we've got riots. And now your family is dealing with something so, 
I mean, they could lose their daughter and be financially wrecked at the same time. I, I cannot imagine what your family is going through. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. A, m- a month ago, she was a happy little nine-year-old. And since then, they've had a resuscitate her once. Uh, oh. And she's been in the hospital for, she's at home now, but she was in the hospital for a couple of weeks where for a lot of the time, they were only allowed one parent due to the COVID thing. Right. Um, and so, lucky they could even have that because people yeah. have passed away in hospitals with nobody with them because they're afraid of spreading the, the illness. This is so awful, John. Yeah, so we're doing everything we can. We're not giving up. Um, they're, they're in New York, and the closest uh, treatment center that specializes in this type of uh, brain cancer is actually Children's Hospital in D.C. So we had a kind of a break there that they didn't have to go across the country, and they can come to D.C. where they can stay with us mm. and well, not have to worry about paying for like hotel or anything else um, because we are here. So we kind of got a break on that, but it's going to be expensive. And the, her parents right now aren't really working too much because they're concentrating most of their time and effort on Bella. Absolutely. You know, some people start GoFundMes, but uh, you write. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you authored an entire book to help. Yeah. So yeah, we have a GoFundMe as well. Oh, okay. Have, tell us about a, that too. Yeah, we have a GoFundMe. Um, if you go to uh, crumpy.com slash GFM, it will redirect you um, to the GoFundMe. It's a little bit easier than remembering the whole big GoFundMe link. So we do have a GoFundMe. Uh, the book is a collection of interviews that I've done over the years with people for MLN, and then there's other interviews in there that's never been released and newer newer interviews like the one that I did with you, Cheryl. And there's a lot of people who are in the book that are very interesting people. For example, you have a Lieutenant Colonel Robert K. Brown. Um, he fought in the Rhodesian Civil War. Uh, he was the original Soldier of Fortune. He actually started the Soldier of Fortune magazine. Really? I have a lot of stories from him. Uh, Tim Kennedy from the UFC and also Hunting Hitler on History Channel is in there. And even Jason David Frank, who was the Green Power Ranger um, from (laughs) everyone's childhood. He gave me an interview for the book. Uh, He's a great guy. And there's tons of other people like Cody Wilson who doesn't really give that many interviews. He is the guy who pioneered 3D printing of guns. And talking about 3D printing, I also have Ivan the Troll in there. I use the name Ivan the Troll because he is kind of an underground 3D printer. And a lot of jurisdictions from around the country want to find out who he is. To like prosecute him. Mm, intrigue. He, yeah, so I got an interview with him and he very hard to track down. So I got some really good interviews with some people in there that usually don't give interviews. That I cannot wait to get the physical copy of this book because as you can see behind me, I am all about the paper 
uh, version of, of books. And mm-hmm. you do have uh, the paper, but you also have the, the Kindle version up right now as we speak, right? Yeah, yeah the Kindle version is available for, available for pre-order. It gets released on Thursday, which is um, July 16th. And that is the same day that the paper versions will be reaching a lot of people's house. So we made it so you can get the electronic version on the same day you can get the paper version if you order it on the Amazon. So John, the book, Speaking with Giants, that's about uh, gun activists mostly or? Yeah, it's gun activists, but it's, it's more than just gun activists in there. It's everyday people who are gun activists as well. Like, said before like Jason Davis Frank for example um but there is also other gun activists that that's their main focus like Maj Torres in the book we even have some senators uh Cindy Hyde Smith gave us an interview and Cheryl who's a big gun activist is in there as well Um, I am so I was blown away so honored that you asked me to uh you know do an interview for that book and it gave me a chance to kind of tell a little bit of the backstory of how I got into guns which and and how Danny and his family were connected to guns so it was a really fun thing and I was so honored so thank you again for inviting us to do that yeah no problem I I find that by talking to people and listening to their experiences with guns it helps me grow as a person so i get to listen to their stories and sometimes their opinions are different than mine and that actually challenges my opinions which makes me either re-examine my opinions and say yeah i am right i stand up to the scrutiny or it will make me re-examine my opinions and make me say you know what, I looked at this the wrong way. I think that's what a lot of people can get out of it because everyone's in a little box, but everyone comes at everything from a different point of view. Absolutely. And I find that um, in the work that we do here on Gun Freedom Radio as well, uh, interviewing people for our show is just an amazing thing and getting to sit down with people like yourself or people who are industry giants or experts in their field or the people who are impacting the national conversation in some way. Um, And that my hunger just to learn for myself and then of course stick a microphone in front of people in the entire world gets to uh, sit in on our conversations. That's kind of my driving passion. What what is, is yours? Did you already touch on it or is there like something else? No, it's it's more of me just being curious about people. Mm-hmm. We can watch all the movies that we want to watch, all the fiction, but nonfiction is usually more intriguing than fiction. And everyone has a story. Some people think, oh, my life is boring. I don't have a story. But you do. If you look back at what you went through, what you went through is unique to you. And I like getting that unique perspective on things from people. That's what I do in the book. That's what I do for Amaland. That's what I do on my podcast. Because I really like having that unique perspective. 
That's so true. You know, Danny just actually said that last night. We're hooked on our second time through the uh, miniseries neck or turn uh, about the uh, Washington spies and all of that. And, you know, just even minor characters in that particular historical based show, he turned to me and he goes, you know, I think everybody has a story. Know, a they story. have a story. Whether, no matter how least important to the most, to the George Washington, they all have the stories. And that's what's interesting because we, we all know what happened. Yeah. But we don't know about each individual person that fought. Absolutely. In, in and yeah. then your book is such a, a neat comp, comp, composition, compilization. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, to compile all of these individual life stories. And even the questions that you asked caused me to think about and share things that maybe I have not even shared before because it just didn't occur to me that it might be interesting to someone else. So I think uh, this book is going to be time very well spent for people to read. And it's for such an amazing reason, this um, helping your niece and her family out with um, her going through brain cancer. So yes. I really do encourage people to go to Amazon and, and look that up. So John, what's your story? What got you involved in uh, writing for Ammo Land and uh, protecting your rights to own a firearm? Uh, I've been a basically a constitutional activist for like a long time, not just uh, for first or second amendment issues, but for first amendment issues and also like fourth and fifth amendment issues as well. Like one of my big issues is being against civil forfeitures, which have nothing to do with guns, but that is one of the things that I really hard on. I look at the Second Amendment as probably the most endangered amendment that we have followed closely by the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's either or, but that's why I'm also a huge First Amendment advocate too. Um, and if we lose the Second Amendment, we lose every other amendment because the Second Amendment is the only amendment that really cannot be taken away from us. We have to give that away because they can't forcibly take your guns away. Well, they can, but if enough people stand up, they can. Mm -hmm. um, so if you give away the Second Amendment, then it allows whoever, if the government turns tyrannical, which I hope it never does, but if it does, that would allow the government to take away all your other rights. Right. Um, one of the stories I always tell about what got me into guns, too, is the story of my mom. When I was a little kid, my mom was home with me and my four sisters. I had four older, older sisters. When I was a little kid, I was less than a year old. We had a home invader that broke in with a big knife and everything. Uh, my, wife had, my wife, my mom had a 38 special. And she confronted him and she told him to leave. He said, I'm not leaving. My mom said, if you take another step, I will shoot you. And he said, no, you won't. Uh, he was wrong. Uh, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and he found out. But if my mom didn't have that firearm, who, who knows? You might not be talking to me today. 
Right. I might not be here because who knows what this guy was going to do. He definitely wasn't there to do anything good. He was there to hurt people. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I give your mom credit for uh, being a, a responsibly armed citizen, a prepared minded person. But then also some, some families, things like that happen and then they just don't ever want to talk about it. And so I'm glad that you know that legacy, you know that story, and it, it has integrated itself into the work you do now. Um, so go mom. <laughs> yeah, all she's these, an amazing woman. All these you know, moms who want to shame other moms for, for having guns, the moms demand whatever action, whatever their thing is. Uh, they don't speak for, for all of us moms, thankfully. No, they don't. So, um, COVID, as I mentioned earlier, it's still happening in our world. Um, we're still anticipating, you know, a, a spike in the fall, whatever that means, probably just in time to, to ruin a, a bunch of other uh, events and, and uh, times that we would have gotten together. But it canceled. It was the reason that we had to cancel a first ever gun owners of America gunathon. Uh, I think that what what month is that supposed to be in? That, that was supposed to be last April. Uh, it was a year year planning, and to plan an event that size is a lot of time. <laughs> so yes. we were really disappointed that it was canceled. Um, we had the we had the vendors lined up. We have all we had all the companies coming in. We had speakers. We had events. We had. 20 machine guns that people are going to be able to fire, including a, a briefcase machine gun, which would have been cool. Uh, yeah. We had YouTubers coming in to do content and everything. And then we got hit by COVID. And Virginia went under state of emergency. And basically, we couldn't have more than 10 people together. So it got canceled. Then so we were going to think about doing it in the fall but right with everything right now we're unsure of whether we're going to be able to do it in the fall so right now it is on hold we are still planning on doing it sometime soon but we just don't know when and we probably won't know when for a while until we have a better grip on what's going on with COVID. They're going to have an election vaccine for it uh, in November it's probably going to go away in November. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you could probably schedule it for November 5th and we'll be okay. But, you know, that's uh, that's pure speculation. Well, I know someone who works very closely on the COVID stuff. And there is a vaccine trial that just completed with a thousand people. It's jumping up to 30,000 people uh, for the month of August. And if it's as successful as it was with 1,000 people, I guess they're going to start producing it in September and putting it through the FDA process. And hopefully by the end of the year, if everything goes as planned, they should have a vaccine. I guess the thing that worries me is that I know with, with flu vaccines, they kind of guess, well, which flu is going to be the bad one this year? And that's the the serum they, they make up. So I, I don't know. I don't have a lot. Personally, I don't have a lot of stock in that, but if it helps things get opened up in the fall, then maybe that's a good thing. Well, but w- without getting too scientific, 
the flu vaccine works. Uh, you have uh, basically you have these little stems that come off the flu, and the the core of the flu is the same, but that's really hard to create a vaccine for. Mm -hmm. So what they do is create a vaccine for the stems which have which modify like each year. So that's mm -hmm. why they have to guess. Mm -hmm. You know the H one N one, H one N two, whatever you know. Right. They are currently working on a flu vaccine to attack the actual root of the flu, which would be a one and done thing. Oh. And from what I understand, the COVID thing is it will attack. Same kind the, of deal. This, this stem, so you should be from one and done. Without getting too scientific, uh, there's a lot of uh, stuff you can look up online about it. So out of the thousand people that they tested, do you know the results of that offhand? Uh, I don't know the exact results. Um, but they were or, happy with it, clearly. Well, uh, I wouldn't say I don't know the exact results. I can't give away the exact results. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yep. Because I don't want to pit the person at risk of right. giving me the information. But investigative it, reporter, babe. We yeah, have to. That's awesome, though. So I mean, there's it's it's well, it's, it's highly highly effective. Good. All right, that's good to know. That's good to know. And so that might eliminate even the standard flu if that's the case. If if we're uh, attack no. it. Well, the flu is influenza. Uh, COVID is uh, is SARS, not like mm -hmm. SARS like you think of China, but. Uh, COVID-19 is a version of the common cold. Mm -hmm. so. Right, so maybe they'll cure the common cold. But, maybe. But if you get the, the vaccine, hopefully you won't end up with a foot sprouted out of the top of your head or something, you know, side effect. Yeah. But, but <laughs> we'll just uh, remain for that to be seen. Well, John, one of the things that the COVID has, if you look at any bright side, is it brought a lot of people out of the closet that were... Um, maybe just not sure they wanted a firearm or not. I mean, in our store, azfirearms.com in Avondale, we have seen a big spike in gun sales. I mean, probably 50% of new gun owners. Now, these are people that voted against gun rights in the past that are now thinking, I need to protect myself. So we're getting people that are kind of going on the other side of the fence, on our side of the fence. Could be really good during election time. Yeah, it definitely could be. I wrote an article for Outdoor Magazine, which you guys helped me at, and actually, and you, you're right. There is a huge uptick in new gun owners. I knew a guy that he used to argue with every day about guns. He was so anti-gun. He couldn't understand why I wanted a gun, couldn't understand why I fought so hard for gun rights. He gave money to every town, gave money to Bombs to Man Action, wanted guns banned. And about a week ago, I was coming out of the range, and I haven't talked to him in about a year. And I bumped into him, and I was like, what are you doing at the range? He's like, oh, oh I got a sign in my AR. You got a sign in your AR? What are you talking about? You're anti-gun. He's like, well... I wanted to talk to you about that. I just haven't had a chance to give you a call. I just want to apologize to you and Aww. say, and now I realize that that you are very right on this 
on this topic. Well, not only did he decide to be a gun owner, but he got the big, bad, scary gun that, you know, right. all the anti-gunners are supposed to really extra hate. Right. So the AR- And joined GOA. Yeah. He did. Oh, he did. Awesome. Yeah. So, John, like, so wow. John there's, a, there's a big lesson to learn here. When you guys used to fight over gun rights with him, when you, you two of you would uh, fight over it. Debate. Debate. No one closed the door. Yeah. Okay. If you would have closed the door on him and said, "Well, you're just stupid because you don't like guns," no. then then this may have never happened. But you put seeds in his head. Well, fighting might be the wrong word. It was more of a, a discussion, debate. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it and wasn't that's a debate. It was more of a conversation. Uh -huh. That's awesome. But that's he awesome. would give where he would give his ideas, and I would listen to his ideas, and then I would give my ideas. Right. It wasn't like a confrontational, like you know, you're wrong. Healthy. You but, kept it healthy. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, yeah man. I think that's what I think that's what more people need to do. We need to right. have discussions more than this yelling at each other. Right. And uh, the problem uh, is, yeah. a lot of people issue, don't do that. You know, they just they yeah. just lock up and say if you don't believe what i believe in then you're no good you know so that's great yeah um, a lot of people live in echo chambers mm. and they view the world as black and white i always like to say we like to view the world in black and white but the world is more of more of shades of gray gray than black and white like mm -hmm. absolutely you know? and everyone comes from different things from personal experiences Right. They sure do. I, that is such a tremendous story uh, about somebody that you personally know that made such a huge transition. Um, and then I think maybe there, there are more people out there that even if the way they speak, they seem like they, they're anti-rights or anti-gun, but then when they really apply, you know, the, the, the real world practicality of it, maybe they, they believe a little bit differently. And you did a story that has been cited, as I mentioned in the opener, by national news media. Um, and it illustrated a failure in gun control in New Jersey specifically, uh, and the government overreach there about uh, magazine sizes. And so, you know, people law gun owners are the most law-abiding people ever right but there are laws that come into play that are so egregious that we're like mm, i'm not going to comply to that and so i i wonder if there's even some people who are you know in that anti-gun anti-rights mindset who who kind of lean that way too they're like well i'll go along with it up to this point and then once you hit that point i'm out but talk to us about that uh that the the articles that were cited for in the new national news uh that was probably my article on the new jersey magazine confiscation mm -hmm. uh, new jersey enacted a law where you have to turn in any magazine that held more than 10 rounds to the state police which didn't happen uh when i say it didn't happen i mean at the time i wrote the article there wasn't a single case of anybody actually turning in anything and one thing that New Jersey State Police didn't want to do is release that information. So I FOIA'd it 
and they said, we're not releasing it. Uh, at first they weren't responding. So I just started sending them FOIAs every day, every day there'd be a new FOIA. And then they said, we're not releasing it. I said, okay, well, you know, you're going to have to deny my one for tomorrow too. And the one from the next day and the one from the next day, well, I'm going to keep on FOIA this until I actually get something. Mm-hmm. And eventually they finally said, he fine here, here's the data. And there was, and they, and there was nothing. There was not a single magazine turned in. That's awesome. That is awesome. And FOIA, of course, is Freedom of Information Act. And uh, it's a power for good. Yeah. (laughs) I I try to do one FOIA a day. (laughs) Whether whether it's ATF, FBI, DHS, State Department, I, I do one FOIA a day. A FOIA day keeps tyranny away. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, at Amaland, uh, we have uh, two people, me and another person who FOIAs a lot. Um, like, we both do one a day, uh, seven days a week, too. Wow. They ha- do they, they have to answer those? Uh, they have to answer those. A lot of times you get um, answers that you don't like saying, Oh, we're exempting this information because of blah 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 and then you have to say well okay well my lawyer's contacting you and then you sometimes end up having to sue wow. which wow. we have and which we have multiple lawyers on staff at Amaland to file suits and every time we we do a FOIA not only are we assigned to it but it automatically gets a lawyer assigned to it if it gets rejected. Then the lawyer looks over it and says, no, this isn't right. They shouldn't reject us. And then they contact whoever, whatever department it is. And most of the time, it doesn't even get to the point where they actually get sued. They just release it. Because one thing happens with FOIAs is if the government loses the case on a FOIA, they're responsible for covering all legal fees and paying you for your time as well. I didn't know that. That is very good information. Well, it's interesting to me that Virginia, you know, had that law magazine ban and no one, New Jersey, New Jersey, and no one turned them in. None of them. Mm -hmm. How, how, how effective their law is. I mean, yeah, clearly not. And if you hadn't have dug for, okay, exactly how many were turned in, the fact that they passed the law, they would have probably stood on that and crowed about it. Right. And Safety used is it, better now because... Yeah, used it as an example of, you know, we are saving lives. We are keeping the community safe by, you know, making these nonsense laws and arbitrary... Well, gun control doesn't work um, at all. There's always going to be a way around it. I got a whole room next to me with 3D printers in there and CNC machines. Uh, Defense Distributed just sent me my new Ghost Gunner 3 to replace my Ghost Gunner 2. And I just stick a piece of aluminum aluminum in there, hit a button, and this comes out. Wow. I bought one of those. I, I think I have Ghost Gunner number one. I have never turned it on yet. <laughs> I am so disappointed really? because I want to do it. I want to see how, how easy it is to do. And I oh. just, you know, it's awesome. Very easy. Ghost Gunner 3, the Ghost Gunner 3, which comes out in the fall, um, is 
an amazing upgrade where the Ghost Gunner 1 and Ghost Gunner 2 felt like prototypes. The Ghost Gunner 3 feels like a complete product. And the redesign of the software, I would definitely say if you want to turn it on, download the new version of the uh, their DD Cut software because it is a huge upgrade over the old DD Cut software. I just got to find some time. I want to do that so bad. <laughs> it's true. So how long did it take you to make that one? Well, on the Ghost Gunner 2, this would have taken me a couple hours. On wow. the Ghost Gunner 3, 30 minutes. Wow. So, it, so it, cool. it's a lot more powerful and a lot quicker. All right. Well, we need to start wrapping up. We've kept you longer than I had planned to, but I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's my fault because I've been enjoying this conversation. So um, talk to us again about uh, your new book, Speaking with Giants, and how people can buy that and also how they can follow the work that you're doing uh, with all your FOIA requested uh, data information articles on AmmoLand. Well, you can go to Amalan and you can find me on Amalan.com. Uh, just go to all contributors at the bottom and there'll be John Croft. I usually have an article once a day, once every couple days that will be up there. So there's that. Uh, you can find, buy my book on Amazon and in all bookstores. The easiest way to find it is to go to crumpy.com, C-R-U-M-P-Y.com slash giants. And that will redirect you to the Amazon link where you can buy the digital copy or you can buy the uh, physical copy. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can actually get the digital copy for free, which still helps me out. Um, because Kindle Unlimited, they pay you per page turn. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. See, that's good information. So don't just get it, but actually read it, interact with it. Well, if, if you have Kindle Unlimited, get it and interact with it. The other one, I don't care. <laughs> you pay <laughs> the, for it. The, uh, the paper one, you know, we go, our family goes to Disneyland a lot. Uh, not now because it's closed down, but it's open they, now. Uh, Disney World just opened. But I think uh, Disney, Disney World, uh, Disneyland. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, yeah, I'm East Coast. So. Yeah. California, California. Okay. We're Arizona, so we go to the California one. But our granddaughter has this little autograph book. And so when she gets to see Mickey, she gets to see the character, she gets an autograph. Your paper book of Speaking with Giants, that can be the 2A version of her autograph book. And so you can. When you go to an event and one of the people is a speaker or, or there, you can go to their chapter and they can autograph it for you. See? That's an awesome idea. Isn't this a, isn't this a great idea? That's what I'm going to do. So I'll be stalking uh, all the other people in the book and asking for their autographs on their page. But John, speaking of the uh, Second Amendment community, I really want to thank you for what you do. Yes. Well, thank you. you. Awesome. And Thank uh, you so much. That, it means a lot. Hopefully we we get the whole nation to pray for your niece. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. Right now, prayers is something that we need as much as, or, or if not more, than natural funds. Prayers goes a long way. At least I believe so. Yes, Me too. Absolutely. And where two or more are gathered together, that's where stuff gets done. So, and then very quickly, there is a GoFundMe. You said it was crumpy.com slash GFM. Yeah, GFM. And so you can uh, buy the Kindle 
to take with you everywhere. You can buy the book to be your <laughs> autograph collector, and you can go to GoFundMe and uh, throw a few bucks in there and help this family out. Let's save this little girl's life. A uh, little nine-year-old, remind me her name? Bella. 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 Beautiful name. Beautiful little nine-year-old. I love it. John, thank you so much for all you thank do. You. We will have you on again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Thanks, John. Thank you. Oh, wow. So, a fun conversation, but for a very, very, very sad reason. Yeah. I, I mean, out there is a real nine-year-old little girl going through a real sickness, a real illness, and her family. I, I, there but by the grace of God go any of us. Yeah, so and we sit there and we worry about help. this and that. Throw all that stuff in the garbage when you think about something like this. Mm-hmm. Because it really focuses you. It, yeah, it's there's nothing they can do except pray, mm-hmm. and just just hope for support from from everyone. So, absolutely, we're praying. We're praying for you, John. We okay. sure are, and I know. I mean, of course, this comes at a time when a lot of people are hurting financially. Um, but I'm seeing GoFundMe's for all kinds of other political-driven yeah. things out I got, there. I got shot by a rubber bullet in a protest <laughs> while I was violently tearing a building down. Please send me some money. You know, yeah. I mean, I saw that. It's yeah. just like, come on. It's like, yeah, these people put themselves in that position. Yeah. This little nine-year-old didn't do that. No. This um, is one of those things but, that happens in and, life. And, it, and how we react to it is everything. Sure. It means everything. So and then I want to talk about John Crump too. I mean, yeah. how much work and how many sleepless nights doing the work that he does to save our right, second amendment right. You know, it's not just let's get up in the morning and do a radio show or let's write a book. There is constant legwork and just gatherings and, you know, the studying and, it's like Cheryl, just for doing this one hour show, she's busy all week, seven days. And it's, you you have to be on top of everything because the next minute could be that story that you need or that person you need to interview. So thank you all for doing that. And uh, it's a lot of work. It is, but it's a labor of love for sure. But when he said he writes an article a day for Amolan, I'm like, okay, I <laughs> that I could not do. That I, I just don't see myself being able right. to do. So uh, I am I am always encouraged and inspired by um, his energy and, and his um, passion for what, what he does and how he does it. But we better run. So we right? need to thank our guests. We are. We're going to thank John Crump, our awesome guest. We're going to thank our listeners. And so whether you tune in uh, and watch our show. You can watch us on the Opslins app. So that's on your smartphone. It's a free app. There's a ton of great shows on there. Um, uh, Ted Nugent's wife, Shemaine Nugent, her show, she's got a a podcast and she's on there. Um, There are, I think we currently are the only second amendment related uh, show on there. But we're working on that. Uh, the man that uh, owns the app, we've been talking a lot about me bringing over some of my pals and uh, really getting our own little space on the app. What's that I hear? Oh, there's a listener in San Francisco right now 
that's anti-gun listening to our program. And I, I just want to thank you for that, for having an open mind, for uh, listening to both sides of the story. And we're, we welcome comments. But, that. you know, thank you. Thank Absolutely. you for you people that are on the fence that can't decide what to do. And thank you for the people that have come on the other side of the fence and now are protecting their families and, and living the rights of freedom. That's beautifully said. Um, and so again, if you're, if you're a viewer, if you want to watch us, watch us rather than just listen, we're also on YouTube, we're on Gunstreamer, we're on Opslins. And if you're just listening in your ears as you're mowing the grass or you're carpooling or you're maybe having an actual family vacation, if there's places still open to vacation to during COVID, um, then you'll be on our gunfreedomradio.com website. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. <laughs> also, check out the guest tab because that has photos and bios and links to uh, books like Speaking with Giants, right? Uh, John Crump's book. There's a link on there to that. Um, and just, So you're in the book. So are you a giant? I am so not. I stand on the shoulder of giants, and that's why it feels so humbling. And you're in the book as well. So well you're, are you you're a giant? giant. You are to, to many people you are. Yeah. And thank you for that. I, I'm just I'm amazed at the, the work that I get to do. It's really humbling. Um, but uh, thank you for that. All right. Until next time. You're also giants to your granddaughters. Oh, that's just because I'm taller than they are. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, what? Pray for this nation please yes would you please for just a dollar a day no just pray for this nation please it's free yeah it's my favorite price free pray for our leaders our representatives the people out there trying to do good work the people that are doing work that maybe they don't know it's so not how do you good. balance that out do you pray heavier for the ones that are doing good work you pray heavier for the ones that are not doing good work to get them to do good work. I'm confused with all this. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I, I used to facilitate a nine-month-long Bible study called Disciple. And students would always, you know, come to class with uh, really great, amazing questions. And uh, almost always, because they would give you that, that dichotomy, the either, the or, and it really, if you read the scripture they were asking about, it was kind of like, the answer is yes. You need to dig into it for yourself. So but you, same you said thing leaders, with though. prayer. You said leaders. Dig into it for yourself. You decide how you need to pray for people, what you need to pray for people, and even the ones you don't like. That's the challenge. That's but, what's hard. But right? I'm, I'm also, I'm kind of thinking now, maybe, okay, Pray for our leaders. Yep. But there are people that are rulers. The leaders I can pray for because the leaders are the ones that are leading our country and they're representing the people. But the rulers, we haven't talked too much about the rulers. Well, they're not supposed to be rulers. So you could but they are. pray for the condition of their heart that they, that they could see their job in the way that they made an oath to live yeah. out, perhaps? But what if they're not 
what if that's not their pay grade? <laughs> We're back to New Jersey. That New guy, Jersey. What's his name? Phil something? I don't know his yeah. name off the, the top of my head. The Constitution's way above his pay grade, and he's the governor. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Murphy. There he is. Phil Murphy. Yeah. I, he's not can even you say, representative. Can you say that without smiling? Can you say the Constitution is above my pay grade and be the and be the governor of 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 a state, New Jersey. Okay, now, because I like to find nuances and everything, it is above his pay grade in that he he cannot do the things to it that he is doing, right? So it is above his pay grade in that way. But it should never be above his pay grade in the sense that he said he didn't even consider it when he started putting out these mandates. Right. Well, or, now, now, it's a, now it's his pay grade. Yeah. Now he knows. So it's like, well, so, if it's above your pay grade, what are you doing monkeying with it as and Donald, infringing on it? As Donald Trump so. would say in that one show he used to do, you're fired. <laughs> no, you just did. Um, who did you just do? The know. Terminator. That was oh. the Terminator. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Elmer Fudd. The ter oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're fired. Arnold Schwarzenegger. We're comparing Arnold Schwarzenegger to Elmer Fudd. We're in big trouble i don't sorry arnold a, we love you we and don't elmer care. fudd can't carry a gun anymore yeah that's the dumbest <laughs> the dumbest. that's a whole nother show we gotta go all right thank you to our guests and our listeners and buy john crump's book to help his nine-year-old yes. niece bella the book is called speaking with giants it is found on amazon and, and then buy the Kindle book and then just have your kids just flip the pages. There you go. Just flip pages. And flip, 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 flip. Dollar here, dollar here, dollar here, two dollar, three dollar, four dollar, five dollar. Just do that. <laughs> and until next time. Did we already say? We already did the pray for all that. Remember, oh, let's go back. Even the ones again. you don't like, especially the ones okay, you don't like. Okay, okay, already. Be good to each other. Have a great week. Bye. And God bless. Bye.